0: Let's break down this uh, clamoring for safe spaces. Safe spaces. And and safety. Safety. I think I'm getting a handle on it. All right. There's not a day that goes by without some piece referring to this. Today's is Planned Parenthood. Isn't there an irony there? Oh, my God. Has some advice about how to deal with difficult people at Thanksgiving. Well, there's a couple of lines there that I'm going to resist. Attaboy. (laughs) Attaboy. Uh, okay. Uh, where am I? In it in, on Tuesday, the organization wrote that wrote that visiting family for Thanksgiving can be challenging. Your dinner companions may be hurtful or may say hurtful, offensive things. About race, gender identity, sexual harassment and assault, birth control coverage, abortion, or any number of topics which can feel stressful, isolating, or enraging, according to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood also offered some tips on how to deal with your family when things get difficult. Mm. The tips include practicing self-care by making Thanksgiving plans that make you feel safe. Sure whether that means not going home at all, going home with a friend or partner, or only visiting for dinner. They also suggested build allyship with like-minded family members in order to call people out on their problematic behavior. The Post encouraged supporters to engage people in conversation if you feel safe doing so. Start thinking about that word. Uh, But told them to take a stand. It's totally okay to tell someone that they're that their language or behavior is hurtful and unacceptable to you, the post said. Tell them about the impact it has on you and why and what the consequences of their actions are to the larger community. Uh, tell them you expect better and what the consequences are if they don't change, like cutting off contact with them or leaving. <laughs> and you're allowed to end the conversation, leave the room, and set whatever boundaries you need oh, you gotta to, feel, boundaries. to feel what? Safe. Safe. Kind of think boundaries. about it. Think about it. It's going to occur to okay. all GLers what is meant here. Okay. Last year, the lobbying arm of the nation's largest abortion provider urged supporters to share in real talk knowledge. I don't know about that. What whatever that means. I think I know what that. I think I. I think it's occurring to me. Safe. Uh, the uh, in the destroyed academy, which is crumbling before our very eyes, uh, most coveted by the. Uh, uh, the students is safety, safe places, feeling safe. And now uh, apparently this carries over to the Thanksgiving table where uh, first and foremost, you should uh, be uh, you should feel safe. Uh, if that means not showing up in order to safeguard your feeling safe, then that's what it means, at least according to these screwballs at Planned Parenthood or whoever wrote this. What do you think that means? It, it certainly it certainly does not mean uh, anything suggesting uh, a physical safety. No.
1: It's a place where, oh, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's a place where you aren't required to work. It's a place where you're not required to put in any effort. It's a place that's easy.
0: Uh, I'm way off, aren't I? No, you're not. Uh, You're not way off. Uh, Those are subsets of what I think I'm driving at. To me, I think it's starting to occur to me what this means. Let me repeat a few uh, sentences. Uh, uh, Tips, practice, including self-care by making Thanksgiving plans that make you feel safe. Whether that means not going home at all. Uh, Going home with a friend or partner by your side or only visiting for dinner. Uh, The post encouraged supporters to engage people in conversation if you feel safe doing so. I think it means that the people who intend to feel safe are never wrong about anything and could not stand the idea of being challenged on their thinking. That they believe that they are right about everything. Yeah. That they're right. And they don't want to hear or be placed in any situation where they're feeling right about everything could be challenged because for a couple of reasons, one, they would not have the argumentative ability to defend themselves because they've been weakened by this notion. Uh, and two, they've been virtually uh, brainwashed or proselytized into the idea that they cannot possibly be wrong about anything. Therefore, it would make them terribly uncomfortable to be in an environment where it could be perceived that they are, in fact, wrong
1: about something. And as you have therefore, mentioned, they would feel yeah. unsafe. And as you have mentioned numerous times over the past years. These people quite literally do not know how to communicate with one another, whether they agree on something or in more more cases, they disagree on something.
0: The offsite correspondent, Dan, is weighing in safe equals unchallenged. I think he's saying the same thing I am. They cannot abide the thought of being challenged because they have themselves convinced that no matter what the topic or ideology or worldview they have, they... And only they are correct. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones who can possibly be correct because of their perceived enlightenment, because of their enhanced sense of their own virtue, because they've been taught this in the destroyed academy. They are correct. Therefore, uh, a conservative speaker comes on campus. They need a safe space. They don't want to be challenged by an idea they can't possibly defend. They have no skills. They've never worked at it. They've never been taught it. They wish only to be seen as correct on everything. I can't go to my uh, aunt's for dinner. There Mm -hmm. are people there that have different ideas than I do. I wouldn't feel safe because my ideas are the only ones that are correct. Oh, I think that must be it because I can't come up with any other. I can't come up with any other meaning for this BS. It's utter nonsense it doesn't mean physical safety it doesn't even mean emotional safety it means i'm right you're wrong and if i have to hear otherwise i'm going to be uncomfortable i'm going to made i'll be made to feel unsafe b as in b s as in s you are an unskilled unwise poorly educated fool who is not capable of defending even the idea why you might feel you are the only one correct about a given topic or ideology. You've never exposed yourself to having to defend your positions. Therefore, you would feel unsafe in that situation. That's the only thing I can come up with. I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry. Hello? Francis. Francis, go ahead, please. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Actually, our family
2: gathers at uh, Thanksgiving, and some are, one of them is in Guam this year. But we'll get together t- uh, talking over uh, the events of the year, and what always comes up is the question of the medallion hunt. Our family does that every year, and I'd feel a lot safer. I think I could present this to everyone if you would actually admit being the clue writer.
0: Did you really have to sneak that in now?
2: Well, I think it's uh, justifiable. Stu will probably bring it up.
0: I'm not the clue writer. I have never written the clues. I'm Uh, not Francis. You know I don't write the clues. Well, I... If I wrote the clues, they would be really good. Well, they have
2: been pretty good, and I know you're going to retire at some point, and then we'll really get the full flavor all all these years. All right, Francis. uh, good luck.
0: Thank you. Good luck. Brian
2: yes sir go ahead hey joey i think you hit it right on the head about them feeling safe in their places but it's bigger than that i think it extends to a group like planned parenthood it's as if their position and they it's as if they're calling out their soldiers and saying if you people who agree with us find yourselves in a position where you don't feel safe get out because they don't want to be challenged either
0: right you this safety
2: in this, it extends to the people who have that original, or from the top down,
0: right. so to speak. Right, right. Thank you. I think we're on to it. Uh, it took us a while on the GarageLogic service road of life, but I, I think we're getting closer and closer to the idea of what this nonsense means. It means those who must feel safe also must believe they cannot be wrong about anything, and therefore, if they are confronted with someone who could expertly take them apart in an argument, obviously, they would feel unsafe because they've never been taught otherwise. I just thought of another example. You recall when we discussed in the failed academy, the uh, professor at Georgia who said, if you don't like your grade, uh, yes. Just let me know what grade you want. Mm-hmm. Isn't that tantamount to saying, I, I'm, I, I'm not here to do anything that would uh, would tell you you're not correct about something? I don't want to make you upset. So they're being aided and abetted in this idea, uh, particularly in the failing and destroyed academy, that they're always correct. And therefore, if they were in an environment where that could be challenged, it stands to reason uh, given their small pearls of wisdom, they would feel unsafe. I think. I think we. I think we got
1: close to it. Boy,
3: Janet. Hey, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Hey, you know, um, I have a daughter who's twenty-four, and I'm stupid when I talk, or if I don't talk. If I talk, I get chided, and if I don't talk, she assumes what I think and tells me how stupid it is, and I haven't even said anything. So. Um, you you can't win with these people Um, and these people will come to your dinner as long as you promise to shut the hell up you know what I mean
0: yeah because you might say something they don't agree with and they're
3: correct and it's okay if you feel uncomfortable or challenged because they're lecturing you that's okay if you feel bad Mm -hmm. if you're put down that's all okay so I'm just going to enjoy Thanksgiving and whoever wants to come can come and whoever doesn't doesn't and I'll have a good time no matter what and I hope you do too
1: have fun Thank uh, you. All right. Should have asked her what she's serving. We'll stop over. Tom?
3: Hi, Joe. Happy
2: Thanksgiving. So
1: so to you.
2: When you posed that question, um, the first thing I thought of was that I- exactly what you said, that, that they're right. So I was a little bit surprised by that because only sometimes do I agree with you. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, other than being able smart enough and skilled enough to defend your position how is the rest of this different than you for example because your opinions are very strong and you come across as being right all the time which which is fine it's your show so the only difference between these people that you're talking about and you and like-minded people like you I think is only the difference between the ability and willingness to defend your position.
0: Isn't that a pretty good? Uh, isn't that? Isn't that a pretty good point in my favor?
2: Oh, I I think that's a very good point, and I would agree with that. It's just that when you start talking about other people thinking they know it all, um, you talk the same way.
0: Well, I'll give you another example. Okay. I don't, and have never even thought about it consciously. I don't require safety.
2: Uh, no, I, I don't believe you do. I and I believe, and and this. Please don't take this as a criticism. This is more of an observation than anything else. So I don't think people that have strong opi- opinions and think their their cell their opinion is right all the time. I don't think that's so much the point as the willingness, and ability to discuss and defend your uh, your opinions.
0: Very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Mark.
3: Yes, sir. Hi. Hello, Joe. Thank you very much uh, for taking my call. I appreciate your show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm driving down the road and listening to uh, the uh, what you are unraveling here, and uh, it sounds almost exactly like... Uh, The condition of narcissism. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had the unfortunate uh, experience of uh, dealing with uh, individuals uh, that are exactly as you describe and um, uh, doing uh, copious amounts of research. Um, The definitions that come up um, right toward the top is that that they believe that they are absolutely right and they, they cannot be challenged. And if you do challenge or confront them, um, they feel uh, threatened, mm-hmm. and they need that safe space uh, that you're talking about. So you're onto something. It's it's a it's a real subject, um, but uh, it, it's got a it's got some deeper and darker tentacles to it as well.
0: All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, big fella.
3: I think that the word you're looking for, Joe, is validation. if you If you disagree with someone who is a snowflake, they feel invalid, and they therefore have no power, they have no they have nothing going for them. And mm-hmm. I think that's what the last guy was saying, basically too. Mm-hmm. It's validation. and if you if if you are taken away from your position or you cannot defend your position, you think you're invalid Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden all of your self-esteem goes away and what have we been building all these years by not keeping score and you know uh all uh, all the self-esteem movement is culminated in this validation of their existence
1: you are a scholar
3: well that's why i have to call every once in a
1: while i know you do all right thank you see you later all right you know big john hit on it too the ability to lose, or, or know how to lose, yeah. is a v- very, very important facet of a young person's yeah. development. I'm willing to lose. I've lost before,
0: and will lose again. I'm I'm willing to lose, and I don't think the safe people uh, know what that means, uh, but they are they are being they are being encouraged uh, in school to believe this. Tim yeah go ahead well I just wanted to say that that you're kind of getting there
2: but not quite because the people that have these opinions they they think they're right because it feels right mm-hmm. where whereas you know most of us come by our opinions because we've all thought right. about it in the ramification
0: all right thank you okay. sure what was I hearing in the background was that on Tim's end of the line?
1: Oh, uh, it was probably our guy Bruce. Oh, I was I checking see. in with uh, checking in with him.
0: Well, we'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your money now or what's left of it.
4: I didn't mean to interrupt the flow there. That's right. Way just, to I go, guess, Bruce. Background yeah, nice, nice
1: job. Sorry about that. Yeah. We
4: are looking at mixed results as we head into a brief holiday break. Uh, stocks are under a little bit of pressure today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 55 points. The NASDAQ Composite has moved into positive territory ahead 5 and the S&P 500 is down less than one point. The Federal Reserve Board released the minutes from its latest meeting early this month, and they show officials said they likely would raise short-term interest rates in the near term due to the strengthening economy, though several members said their support for the move would hinge on whether or not they see inflation picking up. Inflation has been stuck at very low levels in recent months. Facebook said it will let users know if they followed Facebook or Instagram pages that were created by Russian actors who allegedly were dispensing misinformation around the time of the presidential election last year. By the end of this year, users will have access to a tool to see if they followed any of the pages which were designed to look like they were run by Americans but were actually created by a single pro-Kremlin firm called the Internet Research Agency. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you, Bruce. We will get a fresh report from you in about one
1: hour. Hey, uh, GLers, as long as you're online right now, head on over to 1500ESPN.com. We've got a lot of cool things to pay attention to right now, including the Pro Pick'em Challenge. We've got games that start tomorrow at 1130 in the morning. That includes your Minnesota Vikings, so make sure that you get your picks in early. Do them right now while you listen to GL. 1500ESPN.com. It's the Pro Pick'em Challenge. You can also check out the college football viewing parties that we have, I believe Mr. Mackey will be on location this weekend. All of that information is available to you at one place, and that's online at our website 1500ESPN.com. Here's John height Hey,
5: control, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 26 degrees. The Minnesota Timberwolves in action tonight. In fact, they are at home. They'll play Orlando. At the Target Center, wild playing too, but they're on the road. They're in Buffalo to play the Sabres. President Donald Trump has heard of the new idea by NFL owners to possibly keep teams in the locker room during the National Anthem, and he says that would be almost as bad as kneeling. Trump tweeting this morning, the NFL is now thinking about a new idea, keeping teams in the locker room during the National Anthem next season. That's almost as bad as kneeling. When will the highly paid commissioner finally get tough and smart? This issue is killing your league. In a report by the Washington Post, NFL owners are mulling a change to the national anthem policy that brought teams out to the field before games if the protests continue. News notes from today. St. Anthony City manager Mark Casey confirming a possible settlement with Diamond Reynolds will be discussed when the city council next meets on Tuesday. No agreement has been finalized. Reynolds, the girlfriend of Philando Castile, was in the car with her daughter when Castile was shot by a St. Anthony police officer in Falcon Heights in July of 2016. Castile's mother, Valerie, and the city reached a settlement agreement on a wrongful death claim of $2,995,000 in June. That settlement will be paid by the League of Minnesota City's Insurance Trust, which holds the insurance policy for the city of St. Anthony. The officer, Geronimo Yanez, was acquitted of manslaughter in Castile's death in June and entered into a separation agreement with the city soon after that. Officials say more than 100,000 Minnesotans who buy health insurance on their own have signed up through the state's insurance exchange so far. Open enrollment for 2018 health coverage began November 1st. Governor Dayton and Minsure CEO Allison O'Toole released the new enrollment numbers this morning. More than 50,000 Minnesotans already have signed up through the open enrollment period to get tax credits for health care next year. The tax credits average over $7,200 per year for Minnesota families and are available only through Minnesota's exchange called Minsure. Minsure serves more than 50% of Minnesotans who buy their health insurance on the individual market, which includes those who don't get health insurance through their employer or a program like Medicaid, Medicare, or Minnesota Care. Minnesota's open enrollment period will run through January 14th. John Rogers has resigned as communications director from Roy Moore's Senate campaign in Alabama. Reached by phone today, Rogers confirmed the resignation. He declined to make any further comments. That move comes as allegations of sexual misconduct against the Alabama Republican continue to upset his campaign. Moore has denied the allegations, but several prominent Republicans, including Senators Ted Cruz and Mike Lee, have withdrawn their endorsements. The Republican National Committee and the National Republican Senatorial Committee have also dropped their support. A half century after serving in Vietnam, hundreds of veterans have a new reason to believe they may be dying from something they picked up there. Test results show some men may have been infected by a slow-killing parasite while fighting in the jungles of Southeast Asia. The Department of Veterans Affairs this spring commissioned a small pilot study to look into the link between liver flukes ingested through raw or undercooked fish and rare bile duct cancer. It can take decades for symptoms to appear, and by then patients are often in tremendous pain with just a few months to live. Of the 50 blood samples submitted, more than 20% came back positive or bordering positive for liver fluke antibodies. That according to Sung Zhao Hong, the tropical medicine specialist who carried out the tests. Northport VA Medical Center spokesperson Christopher Goodman confirmed the New York facility collected the samples, sent them to the lab. He wouldn't comment on the findings, but he said everyone who tested positive has been notified. Just days before Pixar's Coco is set to hit theaters, Pixar co-founder and Walt Disney Animation chief John Lasseter announced he's taking a six-month leave of absence, citing missteps with employees. The boisterous Hawaiian shirt-wearing personality behind some of the most beloved children's films of the past 30 years, like Toy Story, is the latest entertainment person to be exposed for claims of sexual harassment and inappropriate conduct in the workplace. In a vaguely worded memo obtained by the Associated Press, Lasseter says he knows he's made employees feel disrespected and uncomfortable. Lasseter's 60 years old. He's known best for directing Toy Story, Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life, and Cars, and he's produced every Pixar feature since 2001's Monsters, Inc. He's also been the chief creative officer for Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios since 2006, when Disney bought Pixar. A gymnastics doctor accused of molesting more than 130 former patients, including Olympic gold medalist Gabby Douglas, Michaela Maroney, and Ali Reisman, pleaded guilty this morning to criminal sexual conduct charges in a deal that will put him behind bars for at least 25 years. Wearing an orange jail jumpsuit, a grim-faced Larry Nassar admitted to abusing seven girls, three of them when they were under the age of 13. Under the terms of the plea agreement with Michigan prosecutors, he's agreed to a sentence ranging from 25 to 40 years. He told the judge, guilty as stated, Your Honor, agreeing that he had uh, uh, used his fingers under the guise of medical exams and treatments between 1998 and 2015 to abuse the girls. In a surprise statement of the court, the 54-year-old doctor said he was pleading guilty to help the community move forward. Bottles from Trump Winery have been on sale at a gift shop in Shenandoah National Parks located about... Two hours from Washington, D.C., some ethics watchdogs have been slamming the president for apparent conflicts of interest. But the park and store management say that is not the case here. The store is in the National Park, but it's managed by a private company, as are many, said National Park Service spokesperson Jeremy Barnum. The concessionaire has been selling wine from the distributor of this particular winery in Virginia for years, according to Barnum. Park Service decides what types of products the shops may sell but does not specify What brands of these products should be sold? The company managing the store, Delaware North Companies, says it supports local and regional producers and farmers by offering their products at their retail stores. Isn't
0: Delaware North uh, the big concessionaire
5: at uh, sports uh, venues? Yes. Target Field Hmm. here. Yeah, Did we know Trump had a wine? I guess I was unaware. Yeah, he's got everything. It's tremendous. It's (laughs) the best wine in the entire world. Mm -hmm. The... uh, I saw the other day, uh, and I don't remember what television show it was, but uh, David Letterman apparently gave all of his ties to Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy Kimmel showed the back of them, they were all Donald Trump ties. Really? Yeah. I think <laughs> I think it was a joke, oh. although he did send him his ties. I'm sure it was a joke. Uh, yeah. Did you happen to watch Kennedy Honors for Letterman? The Mar- no. Mark Twain no, Award. I'm not a tremendous Letterman fan. Amazing uh, performance by Eddie Vedder of a Warren Zevon song. Uh, what, what song did he you- do? He did uh, save a little room in your heart for me. Hmm. It was uh, it was very good. Why are you not a Letterman guy?
0: I don't know. I'm just, you know, not a late-night guy. Not a late-night well, TV He's been retired for
1: a while. No, I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. You I don't like it. the hair? Is it too much I got, hair? I got it. I got it. I got it.
1: Got a lot on my mind. About to go down. About to go
5: down. A 38-year-old Clare County, Michigan man who was test-driving his car after repairing it was arrested when he, when he crashed into his own home early Monday morning. <laughs> Why did he crash into his own home? That's a good question, John. He was extremely hammered. Really? So apparently— Hold he... on, i got
1: to see if this
0: tire's working. Just a minute here.
5: Claire County Prosecutor <laughs> Michelle Ambrositis uh, in the day has charged David Wesley Wright with a third offense, drunken driving, following the crash into his house on Oak Flats Road in Hayes Township. It happened about 1.30 in the morning. On Monday.
1: That's when I test my cars. Well, but you know what he could say to the wife? Listen, I know I crashed the car into the house, but I did fix the car. Yep. Because he well, was... Well, plus, are, why are you in trouble for ramming your own house? Well, you are behind the, the well, wheel of the vehicle. Yeah, but you hit vehicle. your own house. But you were at one point on the road. Well. Magistrate. Right? I mean, he was. I suppose. He, Magistrate Stephen Warpell of the
5: 80th District Court... What kind of country is this? You can't
0: even (laughs) run into your own house. Right, this is my house. This is the United States of America.
5: (laughs) Uh, He was arraigned and ordered to remain jailed in lieu of 10% of a $10,000 bond. A sheriff's sergeant went to the scene after Clare County Central Dispatch got a phone call about a suspicious situation involving a vehicle. Ah. Police alleged that Wright had driven his 2000 Dodge Durango into his house after completing a repair and taking it out for a test drive. Uh, when he was arrested, his blood alcohol content three times the legal limit. Where's the party? No,
0: Mr. Trump, we that connection has been ended. We we have a bad connection. You still there? <laughs> no, we could we couldn't do that. We're talking about a guy now who ran into his own house.
5: Luckily, uh, neither Mr. Wright nor anybody in the house uh, was injured. That's a good in thing. the crash, and no word either. On how much damage done to the just fixed. Wonderful.
1: What, what what was wrong with the car, John? I missed that part. Uh,
5: I, I, that's because I didn't say it. It, oh. di- it didn't say it. Just said he was uh, repairing his own car. Yeah, it was you know it was uh, what brakes or something. Well, all, maybe a... maybe it was brakes. Maybe, maybe it just, was brakes and they failed. He, yeah, he, he didn't really repair them right. like he thought he could. Right. So there you go. And 100 items stolen from the estate of John Lennon have been recovered in Germany. Massive trove includes three diaries, a handwritten music score, a cigarette case, and two pairs of Lennon's famous circular glasses. They were stolen from Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, in New York in 2006, but resurfaced in Berlin about three years ago. Berlin police spokesperson Winfried Wenzel said authorities became aware of the stolen items in July after a bankruptcy administrator for a Berlin auction house contacted them. Since his murder in 1980, his possessions have been among the most coveted and expensive in rock history. In fact, in 2015, his long-lost acoustic Gibson J160E guitar sold for $2.41 million. Wow.
0: Uh, thank you. Yep. Uh, Dave Dahl
6: is next. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 26 degrees. We've had some light snow and flurries on the east side of town, basically in Washington County and the eastern portions of Anoka County. That is now pushed into western Wisconsin, moving away from us fairly quickly. The rest of the night should be dry and quiet. We are going to see the clouds gradually decrease. And our current temp, 26. That should be the low for the night. Uh, light winds out of the southwest at around 5 miles per hour. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, quiet and mild for Thanksgiving. 40 for the high, a west wind at 5 miles per hour. Pretty nice day all in all. And then for Friday, chance of showers developing. Scattered showers, not going to be a washout, but 50 for the warmer high on, on Friday. That could be the first 50 of the month. Mostly sunny skies, breezy and cooler, though, for Saturday. Saturday's high, 36. 38 on Sunday with partly cloudy skies. We're back into the 40s early next week. A chance of some light rain showers, possibly mixed with some sleet or snow by Wednesday. Temperatures Wednesday back in the mid-30s for highs. Again, tonight, Joe, we're at 26. That should be the low, with the high tomorrow getting up to 40, and it should be a quiet day for Thanksgiving. Right now we are 26, and I have the records for the day, Joe. November 22nd. 60 on this day. 60. In 2012. In 2012. Six below. Six below. 1880. 1880. Thank you. Have a good Thanksgiving. You too. Thanks. Thank thanks. you
0: very much. Should we give thanks? Why not? A guy named Lauren Kritzer inherited a blanket. I saw this story. Initially, because no one in his family wanted it. Sure. When his grandma died, he had gone to her house to collect the books she had promised him. And he said, Everything was already pillaged through by my sister and my mother, he said.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate. He
0: was looking forward to those books. That'll happen. The last bag in the house held two blankets passed down from his great-grandmother. A softer Hudson's Bay blanket and a Navajo blanket his grandmother once laid out on the porch when her cat was having kittens. (laughs) Kritzer's sister grabbed the uh, Hudson's Bay blanket and left the uh, Navajo blanket to fall to the floor. Mm. Remember, we're going to be giving thanks here. Yes. I said, what are you going to do with that? She said, I don't want that dirty old thing. I picked it up, put it in my closet, and there it sat for seven years. For Kritzer, those seven years proved to be grueling. Although he had built a thriving career as a freelance carpenter, a car accident in 2007 brought that to an end. I almost sound like Paul Harvey. Don't you I? really do. Yeah. After the crash, he spent the better part of a year in the hospital on dialysis. Nerve damage and micro fractures in his left foot led to an infection and a worsening prognosis. Mm. I kept trying to do the best I could, and finally it got so bad they said, we're going to cut your foot off. Despite the amputation, he was denied disability multiple times, and as a result, sent his children to go live with his grandparents in Louisiana. I mean, what do you do? I had kids to take care of, he said. I had no money, nothing saved up. Disability eventually provided just enough money to move into a friend's shack in Leona Valley near Palmdale, California. Boy, this guy sounds like he's down on his luck. Pretty much a downer right now, isn't oh. it? Kritzer negotiated his rent down to 700 bucks, which left him $200 a month on which to live, uh, along with whatever shared income came in from his girlfriend, Lisa, although she's described as his then-girlfriend. Ooh. It was rough, he said. I mean, we would literally go to Costco and get a Costco hot dog and a Coke because they were a buck and a half. Other nights he ate ramen noodles and drank vodka to ease the phantom pains in his leg. As dark as things seemed, a glimmer of hope came in 2011 when he saw an episode of Antiques Roadshow. Come on. Things are going to start to brighten here. In which an elderly Tucson, Arizona man is shocked to learn that his first phase Navajo blanket is actually worth around 500 grand. The appraiser, Native American gallery owner and art collector Don Ellis, explained that the textiles were expensive, given uh, or even in their own era, they could cost as much as a high-status person back then made in four years. I paused and I went and got the blanket out, and I'm sitting there holding it, and I'm lining up the lines on TV with the blanket, seeing if they match. Kritzer said they were nearly identical. The sky on TV, the appraiser said, three hundred to five hundred grand. He recalled. So I'm thinking maybe this one is worth five to ten grand. Unfortunately, no one else did. Kritzer showed the same video to his mom who had just moved in after selling his grandmother's house. She said, yeah, probably nobody would give you a freaking 10 bucks for that thing. And now he's living with mom in the shack. Oh, <clears throat> hope it's a big shack. The first antique dealers Kritzer went to turned him away. I got to really watch the clock, don't I? Because you want to have a scramble, don't you? Others dismissed his find as a run-of-the-mill Mexican blanket. The last place he tried pointed him to John Moran Auctioneers, a local family-run auction company that had built up a reputation for selling Native American uh, artifacts. I looked them up online. I got to cut to the chase here. Uh, Although Kritzer was told his verified Navajo blanket could fetch around 200 grand, he needed money and was tempted by competing companies that offered to pay up front if he choose to pull out of a sale agreement with Moran just weeks before the auction date. Uh, I immediately went into crisis mode with them. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you an advance. On Thursday night, Moran pulled off 14 Freeway near Kritzer's home, Moran's the auctioneer, into a Pizza Hut parking lot and gave him an envelope with nine grand. I've done everything I said I would, just stay the course, Moran remembers telling him. Two weeks later, Kritzer received $1.5 million for the blanket. It wow. went to auction, and he got uh, one point five million.
1: What a story! Mm-hmm. You know i I thought of a way too, where you could um, pay tribute to this gentleman and mm-hmm. what a find. And yeah, why don't you and the why don't you and the CP head on over to Costco and have a hot dog and a Coke <laughs> for a buck fifty to celebrate his daily meal with the gal. Yeah.
0: Well, he bought a car and a house and the whole deal. Oh, good for him. Everything worked out for him.
1: We should give thanks
0: to this guy that it worked uh, out for him. Never uh, look unkindly at those Navajo blankets.
2: The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band...
3: You're still there? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the man is Joe Sucherey. <laughs> Thank you! Where is the everyone,
1: party? The Garage Harmony, baby. What do
6: you think of that running, baby?
0: Come on, come on, all come right. on!
4: All right. How did all these people get in my room?
0: <laughs> hey, you didn't hit you. Yes, I did. That was pretty good.
4: Come fly with me. We'll fly. We'll fly away.
0: Have the Vikings ended that?
4: If uh, you can use some you're
0: not that young. Far, you'll remember this. Have yeah, the Vikings ended that tradition of assigning a rookie to go to the store, telling him he's a, he's he's going to get a free turkey, and then he'd be filmed. Uh, secretly.
1: Uh, I remember them doing that. Yeah. I don't think they I think still, it's been a while. I, I don't think they do that anymore. I'm trying to remember. Did Tice put an end to that? I don't know who put an end to it. Maybe... No, I think it was Childress, actually.
0: Yeah, but... The, and the rookie would end up looking foolish because right. the store had no idea what he was what talking about. Well, we don't have a turkey. Yeah, free turkey. Uh, they couldn't do it this year anyway. The Vikings are probably already either in Detroit or on their way. My guess is they're probably yeah, already there. 11.30 start tomorrow. Can't wait. What does that do for dinner? I, I don't want to eat. you got to eat later, then. I well, yeah, wanna...
1: eat, eat Any 5 th- o'clock. Yeah, I don't like... Eating early reminds me of brunch and brunch terrifies me. Well, see, what you do, you get a good base. you got to foam the runway for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So then you turn on your foot-ba. foot but. And I plan on preparing the bird during the game. Do you, oh, do, you have, do you have to cook the bird? I can't wait. I, this, I have been looking forward to tomorrow for months. But you months. you cook it? Oh, yeah. Man, am I am I low
0: ranked when it comes to the cooking. Woo, am it's, I in trouble. It's so easy. I'm sure it is. You just toss
1: it in. You put it in the thing. There you go. Boom. 350. You get a nice uh, moist turkey? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Key is, you have a nice layer on the outside. Of what? You got, I'll give you, I can't give away my secret. Oh, yeah. 'Cause you gotta keep all the juice. Moron inside. number
0: one never brought over any of his dressing. I'm any. holding out hope that he'll still, show still up before think, four o'clock. I, I bet not.
1: I bet I not I know. I had high hopes for my guy.
0: Fifteen hundred ESPN is K S T P St Paul, Minneapolis.